welcome back to This Is Community, a Volunteer Galway podcast. Now, I personally don't usually get all that excited about Christmas shopping, but this year, like many of you listening, it certainly feels quite different. We're officially counting down to Christmas as retail shops open this week after being shut for six entire weeks. And to celebrate that, it was an absolute pleasure to chat to members of the Vincent's charity shop team here in Galway this week, who, like many other retailers, opened their doors to the public again this week. I spoke to their regional manager, Porek McDonough, who filled me in on some of the background to SVP and indeed all the work that goes on in their charity shops in Galway. I then got to speak to members of a team in a local charity shop in Westside, where Aggie, the shop manager, and Victoria, a volunteer, filled me in on the day-to-day goings-on there. And believe me, when you take a listen to them, you will realise that these guys work so, so hard, particularly of late, and they play such an important role in the local community, where their shops provide an awful lot to those people who pass through their doors every single day. And in addition to that, just to flag, uh, Vincent's currently are recruiting volunteers at the moment in their main sorting depot in Marview. They have a lovely role there and it's up on our website and we'll include a link to that role in the notes section of this episode. Take a listen. Okay, so I am delighted to be joined by three guests this morning. I am joined by Porik. Aggie and Victoria, all from Vincent's Charity Shops. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Morning. Morning. Um, so great to have you today. Porik, I might just start with you because I know you are regional manager of the shop. So I'd love to just start with maybe just to talk about an overview of the charity and obviously the charity shops as well. St. Vincent de Paul, um, a very, very long established charity. I mean, I was, I was thinking about this recently Um growing up you know in Ireland it probably was one of those charities we all grew up with didn't we and we knew about St Vincent de Paul my perceptions I suppose growing up would have been you know I probably would have associated as as a religious charity a charity that helps the poor and it was probably a very limited perception of St Vincent de Paul and certainly in more recent years through my work in the volunteer centre my eyes have been massively opened as regards what you do the impact that you have in the community and I suppose I, I, the complexity of needs that are in the community right now as well. So I'd love if you could just um, talk to me about what the charity does um, and, and the sort of needs that you are meeting in the community. So I suppose, first of all, as the same as you, Ruth, I suppose my knowledge of the society would have been uh, limited, certainly as well growing up. But I think I think every one of us is familiar with the society on some level because we've all heard of someone that's been helped by the society or I suppose we've heard talk of them in the community. And I suppose the first thing to say about the society, and I'll, I'll keep it brief as well, um, but the first thing to say about the society is that it's it's actually originally a French organisation. Uh, it was founded in 1833 um, by a gentleman called Fre- Frederick Ozenham, among others. But I suppose what's really amazing to me is that I mean, that gentleman was a student uh, and I suppose he was walking the streets of Paris. He saw that there was the need. Um, somebody needed help. He saw that somebody needed help and he tried to find out a way that he could help people. And I suppose the really wonderful thing is that that, that philosophy and that thought has not changed since 1833 
Um, and actually, the society came to Ireland in 1844. I think the first local group were, were in the Clada in Galway. Um, so again, you can imagine the history that the society has seen as well, all through the famine. Uh, I imagine arriving in Ireland just at the time of the Great Famine as well. Um, so I suppose the society, while it would have started off as a French organization, it's now very much an international organization. But it's one of those, again, it's a unique organization because it's international on the one hand, but it's very local on the other hand as well. Um, so if we, if we speak specifically about Ireland, we've got about 11,000 volunteers in Ireland. And what the society primarily does, the same thing that Frederick Osman tried to do all those years ago, it tries to help people. So if people need help of any kind, sometimes that can be for food, sometimes that can be for clothing, it can be for heating, things that maybe a lot of us take for granted. Um, but for people, you know, when you have that need, you really can't, and you can't satisfy it in any other way, it's the most important thing in your life. So that's what the society really exists to do. But we also, I suppose, put a lot of resources into education because we very much believe that, you know, food will sustain you for a period, but to really try and help people get out of, of situations that they're in, we feel that education is just one of those really powerful tools as well. Um, so I suppose the society, the way, if we can speak maybe about Galway, and um, the, the way the society works in Galway is we're kind of divided. It's primarily, first of all, a visitation society so that if someone needs help, they may contact with us. They do that through either our, our, our office in the city centre on Augustine Street or they call our, our, our number. And maybe we can give that out later or we can add yeah. that to the, yeah, to the podcast later. Um, but they, they may contact and our, our volunteers go out 365 days a year and they actually visit those people. They find out what they need. They talk to them and they're guided by the ethos of the society, which is dignity and respect, confidentiality and the promotion of friendship and social justice. So they go out with that ethos in mind um, as well, as well as they do lots of wonderful work. And they do it every single day of the year when we don't even know about it because they do it very silently. Um, and I suppose what's probably what's really, really important there is, I suppose, the, the fact that, I suppose, the shops, and we're going to talk about the shops a little bit later on, the shops would have been, the shops kind of came quite late into the story. So we still continue to be primarily a visitation organization, but at a certain point in time, the people, the volunteers doing the visits and helping the people need, realized, well, we need to sustain this somehow. And so they needed funding. So they came up. So again, the shops were created locally uh, by local volunteers here in Galway. To, to The first aim was to create funds for the society so that they continue to do the work. And I, one of the key points that a lot of people don't know is all of the money which we generate in our shops, after obviously we pay for our bills and our different bits, all of that money raised in Galway goes towards the work of the local volunteers in Galway. It's the same for Tume. It's the same for all of the different shops we have around the country. And we have 234 of them. So each one of them supports work in the local community. Um, and I suppose the other, there's two other main functions of a shop really. For, second of all, we very much want the shop to be a welcoming place for people. We want them to, to come in and to, to get a friendly ear because again, a lot of people, because we do the work very silently on the visitation side, we want that if there's some if there's a need there and someone in need, we very much want that they can have access. That they it's kind of the the shop is kind of the visual representation of the society as well. And I suppose the shop also exists to in line with the ethos of the society as well. So the shop is also promotes support, friendship, social justice, confidentiality, uh, and dignity and respect. And we, we I suppose we treat we start at the top. So we treat our volunteers that way. We treat our customers that way. We treat our donors that way, because without any one of those three groups of wonderful people, we wouldn't be here and we wouldn't continue to be able to help people. Absolutely. Um, 
yeah so I suppose that hopefully gives you a bit of an idea of, of yeah of fantastic um I never knew that it was a, a French man that that started it that's that's news to me that's I never knew that and we're joined today by Aggie who is French yeah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> a wonderful French lady um Porik mentioned there the the impact of charity shops and how I suppose embedded charity shops are in the local community, which I, I've certainly seen through my work in, in the volunteer centre, not just on a volunteer side, but as he spoke about, you know, just the local community being able to come into a shop and, and have a warm, welcoming space. Um, you are based in Westside, Aggie. Um, oh, yes. Could could you talk to me about just, you know, maybe an average day in the life of, of a charity shop manager? I mean, what goes on behind the scenes? Um, <laughs> we, we only have a little while now, <laughs> but and I'm sure no day is the same. But um, yeah, maybe for people who might not know, you know, all that happens within a charity shop, maybe you can give us an overview. Yes, um, of course, I'll try my best. Uh, well, first of all, once we open our door, like, you know, so customers come in um, and then like, you know, obviously it's about their own experience as well. They need to find a place where they can find affordable clothing, uh, bric-a-brac, uh, maybe they would like to watch a DVD. So we need to, to provide all of this for them. So obviously all the donations we get all day long um, gets uh, brought into our back room when they get sorted. So I have volunteers over there as well who are sorting everything and pricing everything and then like um, it goes back into the shop uh, so display merchandising uh, th there is a lot going on but like you know all, all the volunteers are, are great people and they mostly do all the work like you know so it, it's really really good it's uh, it's a it's a massive operation by the sounds of things it, it's a massive operation and i have to say like covid uh, does not help like you know the, since covid happened and the lockdown it's been very difficult because everything has to be quarantined for, for 72 hours. So the logistic of it is just very mm. difficult. Like, you know, we can be, we, which like we, we're getting a lot of donations, which we're very lucky and thankful for, um, because that means that, you know, we, we are able to offer like quality things, I think, mm -hmm. like uh, quality clothes and items to Absolutely. the customers in exchange. And um, but the logistic of it, it, it's quite hard. And uh, mm. obviously, because of the social distancing, uh, I've lost a lot of volunteers that didn't come back either because they were over 70 or they had underlying conditions. I gained new volunteers that came in, who unfortunately, maybe lost their jobs and they want to be busy. They want to give back to the society. Mm. So, you know, we have like trained new people and um, we, we're a lot less than we used to be before because of the social distancing. And, uh, and the amount of donations that have been coming in, it, it, it's quite difficult to manage. But mm. at the, the other side, it's, it's very interesting. Like every day, I'm always so thankful and thinking, mm. I can't believe what people donate to us. And, and this is really, really good, really good value items. And obviously, we try to be fair to the donor because we, we, we still need to raise funds for the society. So our pricing, like, you know, we try to be just and and like you know try to be just for the donor and for the buyer as well because yeah. our aim is to raise funding for the yeah, society because especially now more than anything else like you know people need our help there's been a massive upsurge in donations throughout lockdown i'm yes. sure you're you're seeing that um yes. and 
on the flip side of that, there's also a massive upsurge in charity shop shopping in general, isn't it? Isn't there? I mean, everybody goes to the charity shop. I know when I was growing up, you know, you didn't really go to the charity shop. And there was, again, this perception that, oh, they're kind of just, I don't know, they're like those small, dark, smelly shops that no one goes into. And now it's like you want to, you know, one of the loveliest shopping experiences for any shopper is to go into the charity shops. You know, because you pick up so many bargains, there are beautiful spaces, you know that your, you know, your money is going to a fantastic cause. So it's a lovely shopping experience. Um, you're obviously, you know, right at the at the front of that. So what 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 do you see as regards, you know, people coming in shopping and the stuff that they're picking up and also the types of donations that you're that you're receiving? The, the definitely, as you were saying, the donations, the volume of donations have increased um, phenomenally, like I guess because because of COVID and people being at home for a long period of time, they have cleaned up the house. So the quality of donations is really, really good. Um, I was talking earlier about the logistic of it, it's quite difficult for us, but um, definitely like, yes. And and we do, we have a rise that this customers, because we, we, we're a local shop, I find that every day, there's the same people coming back at nine o'clock. I know it's going to walk through the door at quarter past nine. I know it's going to come through the door. Yeah. It's the same people coming every single day because we're community. I think it's important for them. They come here, they meet here, they see a friendly face that they can talk to. Sometimes it's not. And that's what I realized when we reopened after the, the first confinement. Um, a lot of people say to us, a lot of our like customers say to us, uh, you know, it's not the shopping experience we missed, it's a place to go to and to have a talk and someone to look at us and have a smile on the face and to say hello to us and a five minute chat. And mm. I think it's sometimes that that's what like really customers want. It's just a friendly place to go to and shop and, and someone that they know they're going to, you know, to be to come through the door and they're going to be greeted nicely. And like, you know, and then the shopping experience comes behind. And obviously there's a lot of bargain hunters who are like try to find something we missed and we may be underpriced and like, you know, and that made their day. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Designer jacket or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So like, I, I think this, um, everybody comes through the door for different reasons. It could just be a social reason. It could just be because they really are in need of mm. something and we wouldn't know, you know, either like because they're not telling us. Um, so th there's really, I, I think the experience, like everybody from any social um, class or any anybody comes here, like really there's no difference nowadays. I find that like, yes, it is like it's, it's I'm going there just to see what do they have. And on top of that, I will get something very good at a very mm. good price. And I'm really mm. happy. And why should I spend 10 times that amount in a normal Absolutely. shop? If yeah. I can get something that was worn twice for the same, for half the price, you know? Or, yeah. So, yeah. And the environmental impact as well is, is fantastic. Also very much yeah. so. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned your volunteers there and, and how wonderful they are. I believe we are going to be joined by one of your volunteers. Yes, Victoria. Um, Victoria who is actually volunteering in the shop today. Yes, um, I'm delighted to have Victoria um, <laughs> chat to us because Victoria very kindly volunteered to talk to us as well back in September during National Volunteering Week. And she's just a shining example of, of one of these, these amazing volunteers um, in, in your charity shops. Um, and it's interesting, Aggie mentioned that people come through the door for all sorts of reasons. And your journey, Victoria, is almost like you've come full circle because you you originally came into the charity shop to buy some clothes. And now you're 
one of their long-standing volunteers. So tell me about tell me about how you got involved. Thanks, Ruth. You're absolutely right. I enjoyed the the podcast, the the triplets that you did in September with uh, Volunteer Galway. And in that podcast, I I mentioned my journey. You're absolutely right to uh, SVP uh, Saint Vincent de Paul. And I want to kind of thread the needle here between Porg's oversight and Aggie as the manager. I am one of those who, you know, was introduced to charity shopping in my youth. So my school uniforms were, you know, one of the first, you know, absolute essentials that came from charity shops. So um, it was a coming home when I arrived in Galway two years ago to attend uh, NUIG in an international business program. I was on a bus going to student accommodations and saw St. Vincent de Paul from the bus window. And I went, oh, wow, there it is. I've got to go visit that shop. And the fact of the matter is that um, Porg is right, that it's, it's all local. Aggie's right, and she knows her community. When I came in, I was greeted, I was welcome. I was in need of really basic um, items, weather boots, a good storm coat, a wool blanket, a couple of sweaters and things that I picked up. And then by and by I met Aggie and I said, um, thank you so much. Everyone's been so helpful here. And when I finish you know, my degree, I will come and give back. And that's ac actually what I did. So. Um, I joined the volunteer staff in January of this year, and um, the roster of uh, volunteers who work here all have, um, many of them have sort of niches that they've developed expertise in, so they know, know the product, they know how to help customers find what they're looking for, and um, with behind closed doors, and uh, Aggie mentioned it, and I think it, she's spot on, when we opened up for that wee window, <laughs> the community couldn't wait to see each other. You know, we're right mm. pinned, you know, next to the post office. So they pop in, you know, when they're dropping off or getting cash or whatever they might be doing in the shop. And we have regular customers that come in and it's, it's community. It's all community. It is. And, it um, is all community. Yeah. So I, um, I also want to say that I'm, I'm very, the, the, the social service part of St. Vincent de Paul is near and dear to me because I'm here in Galway, I'm aware of individuals who are recipients of the services being offered. So um, I came to, why did I come to Galway? You can hear from my voice, I'm from the other windy city, Chicago. And I came to do sustainable development and tag, you know, St. Vincent de Paul is it. It's a circular economy. It's of the community, by the community, for the community. Essential items like, you know, a cook pot or, you know, um, things that were necessary in the student accommodations to prepare food, you know, reduce my expenditures. And um, uh, it's, it's, um, putting things out into the community that are really essential and in need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to be part of the, the team. And as we the pivot now, team. yeah, as we pivot in COVID, we are doing, I don't know, a little bit of online, 
um, click and right. collect. Right, right, super. Yeah, and um, and you've um, been you've been accepting donations throughout, which is yes. which is amazing. Throughout, massive uh, donations, lots yeah. of generous. Um, people are recognizing the need. Wonderful. Um, Paul, like we were saying just before we, we started that it's, it's quite timely that we're doing this um, interview now at the very end of November when we're just on the cusp of, we believe, hearing that retail outlets will be opening next week. Um, so you guys will be opening your doors to the public, which is fantastic because obviously you have been impacted by lockdown uh, as regards your fund your fundraising ability this year. Um how best can people support you right now? So again, I suppose, first of all, what's what's key to note is just we'll start with the shops and move from there, as was the key thing that we, we were very conscious of when we, when, when we first went into lockdown. Um, we were just very conscious when it came to back to reopening. And we, we really, as you've kind of heard there from Aggie and from Victoria, people are at the heart of everything that we do. And so we, we really had to keep in line with our, our ethos and how we treated people. So I suppose it was really important to us that when we did reopen, that we, we put the, the safety measures in place so that we, you know, we, we had maximum numbers allowed in store. We quarantined our donations. We had social distancing. We had hand sanitizer. I suppose we, we had all of the best practice as recommended by the government. And I suppose that's just maybe the key point to remind people going forward. We're very much opening with that as our first priority going forward again. And so, of course, we will be open and we'll, we will certainly bring as much of the Christmas cheer as we can, certainly, you know, to, yeah. to, to our part of Galway, um, but very much to reassure people that safety will be at the heart of, it, of all of that as well. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get people in, we'll get them out uh, in a safe manner and we'll make sure that they find something nice when they are in there. So certainly our, our four shops in Galway, uh, in, in Westside, Merchants Road, Merview and or more will, will all be open. We expect at this point uh, from next Wednesday onwards and we'll stay open obviously then uh, on, in the run up to Christmas. So certainly that's that's the most, uh, I suppose, the, the immediate port of call. We I'm also sure some, some great Christmas shopping could be done in there with all the, the fantastic donations you've been getting. Yeah. Well, actually, Aggie and Victoria are far too modest to say it, but the team there have created the most wonderful Christmas shop. Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they've teased any pictures online yet, um, but it's just, I mean, everyone who goes there, W-O-W is, are the three the three Aww. letters that come out. Cool, really I'll have fantastic. to down. Great, yeah. yeah I guarantee you, you won't leave empty-handed. My own wife oh, has, has always, <laughs> she's heard about it, and, and she will be coming for the, the second of, we think it's the second of December anyway. So so certainly um, we'll be delighted to welcome people back into our shops. Um, we also, of course, run our annual appeal uh, coming up to this time of year as well. Uh, and if people are interested there, they can come onto our website, svp.ie, um, to find out ways to, to, I suppose, to support us, to support okay. the work that we do. Um, and again, I suppose the, the demand is there all year round. But as you said, when the weather gets colder, when Christmas comes around, when schools reopen, things, you know, life gets very expensive for people. And that's kind of where we see, I suppose, the biggest demand coming as well. So it's for that reason that I suppose we run a few more, um, I suppose, a few more fundraising activities coming up to Christmas. We're also this year, we would have done the toy appeal in previous years as well. Right. And we would have run it in conjunction with various, I suppose, partners. But mm. with everything that's going on, we're actually funneling the, the, the toy appeal through our shops now. So we're doing a really fun and interesting activity at the moment where um, I think we're starting it from next week where people can they can buy a virtual toy. Essentially, they can come in and and support through the shop, the toy appeal so that, again, our our volunteers who are going out to visit families can go and, 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 and give.
give give a gift to kids. Everyone that's deserves great. a gift at Christmas. Oh, for and, sure. You know, whether your family. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's that's great to know. And we'll include all that information um, at the end of this episode so people can find out how best to, to support you. It within Galway, how many charity shops? Where are your charity shops in, in Galway? Just to let people know. So you have is it four, Porrick? So yeah, so Aggie and in Victoria. We have four shops in Galway. Uh, Aggie and Victoria who, who are on there are in the West Side shop mm-hmm. and that is located there on the I think it's called the West City Retail Park. We it's the same complex where there's Aldi and Mr. Aldi, Price yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. are there in that same area, just at the back of the hospital there. Exactly. We're also then located uh, in Merchants Road, kind of about halfway up Merchants Road. That actually is our original shop and it's 30 years old this year as well. Um, so it is from there that the other three shops, uh, I suppose, came. Um, so, yeah, that's just located just beside Louis Copeland's there. We we don't, uh, I suppose we don't see that much of them, but they are our next door neighbours um, yeah. as well. Um, our third shop then actually, our most recently open shop is up in Merview, um, which is it's in Parnell Square, in, 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 in sorry, Parnell Street in, in or Plunkett, Plunkett. Avenue, my sincerest apologies. Plunkett okay. Avenue in um, in in Merview there, uh, just next door to McGrath's Butchers, um, and that's kind of just as, as you're heading up uh, the Merview Road there, past the the GMIT school is just up there on your right hand side as well, um, and that's very much a community based shop. It's right there in the middle of the of the sprawling housing estate, which is just it's fantastic because you you really meet the heart of Galway in all of our shops, but it's certainly the case in Merview uh, as well. And then our fourth shop is out in Ornmore. It's in it's in the Main Street is actually next door to Supermax. It's it's right in the middle of the town, across from the petrol station as well. Um, and as I said, all of those four shops will open. Um, please God for next Wednesday, all yeah. going well. Fantastic, absolutely brilliant. It's been such a lovely, um, a lovely pleasure to chat to all three of you this morning. Thank you so much Thank for you. joining me. I wish you the very best from Thank next you. week on. I'm sure you're going to be flat out. Um, I think we can say I wish you a happy Christmas. Can I? I mean, it's the end of November. It's a toy show tonight, so I think. I can say happy Christmas and thank you for all that you do guys and thanks for all your your wonderful work in the community and for supporting the community in the way that you do so keep up the great work thank you so thanks again to Porrick, Aggie and Victoria for joining me on this episode it was an absolute pleasure to chat to them and to hear all about their insights and the work that they do in the community um, as I said at the start, uh, Vincent's are recruiting volunteers right now in their main sorting depot in Merview. Um, so that role is available on our website at volunteergalway.ie. We'll also include a link to that role in the notes section of this episode um, if anybody's interested and wants to find out more. I'd love to finish just on one little note here um, as it is December and we're coming into Christmas I came across this actually on Westside, Vincent's Westside Facebook page, and uh, I just thought I'd read it out because I just think it's lovely. Um, and it reads, faith, hope and love. Tis the spirit of the season. Faith that Westside would build back better. Hope that Christmas would soon be here. Love that our neighbours, community, volunteers and staff are continuing to give so generously. And I read that and I thought that just summarizes for me exactly what community is about, what community has been about this year, 2020 in particular. And I think if we can all remember those three magic words, faith, hope and love, I hope we'll be okay for for going into 2021. Thanks for listening. I wish you all a very happy Christmas and we shall chat to you very soon. And in the meantime, 
take care.